Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. The RV is headed back to Pittsburgh to speak with Stephanie. Stephanie is an actress And you can see her in Redwoods and Little Mouse. So, Stephanie, welcome to the RV. It's wonderful to be in the RV. I'm not your passenger. We could do some karaoke, too, if you want to. We could do, like, our carpool karaoke. Yes! <laughs> I'll let you pick the music, all right? And then I'll just I'll do some interpretive dancing. <laughs> Let's have fun. I love it. So, Stephanie, I just interviewed... James Queen, who is also an actor from Pittsburgh, which makes me so happy because I used to live there. So connecting with you guys makes me feel like I'm at home. Well, and- you know Shady Avenue and you know my my college where I went to school back in the day. I'm not going to say the year. <laughs> um, it was called Chatham College then. It's now Chatham University. So anybody that knows when that changed over, it was before then. And uh, so, yeah, it's a beautiful campus. I know you've been to it as well. Just so historic and so scenic. It's really a cool place. Yes, it's super beautiful. And I used to walk by Shatham College and dreamed of going there. I would have let you go there with me. That would have been fabulous. Like I said, I'll tell you it was, uh, it ended in an 01 when I graduated. (laughs) Oh, there, I just gave it away. I don't care. (laughs) So, Tiffany, what is your favorite thing about Pittsburgh? Favorite thing about Pittsburgh? Wow. I would say, honestly, probably the fact that everybody here is truly, like, genuine. It's it's very diverse in terms of the culture, but it's also, there's so many things that are Pittsburgh. Like, I love sports, so I'm a big penguin fan i'm also a steeler fan what i really love about pittsburgh is the fact that it truly is for such a small town it's very diverse um, in terms of the culture in terms of the offerings i mean you do have such great cuisine anywhere you want to go especially like bloomfield you can get great italian food Yep, you can go to uh, various Thai. We love Thai food, my husband and I. In fact, we were just at Nikki's Thai Kitchen um, this past week, 
and we both tried a different dish. I, I had a curry dish and he had a different one too. And then also too, the fact that we have such great sports teams. So they're struggling a little bit now, but I, I really love hockey. I love the, how fast paced it is. So the Penguins, I love to watch the Steelers, yeah. the Pirates, uh, you know, it's more going to PNC Park and eating the food and, and watching the beautiful scenery there. And there's also the Riverhounds if you're into soccer. I yeah. used to be their mascot, kind of a funny, funny story. Back in college at Chatham, I was the Riverhound. His name is Ammo. And, well, her name, it doesn't matter. You don't have to gender but um i was ammo for a summer and let me tell you what that's the hottest i've ever been in my life because i'm inside this suit running around the field like cheering you know doing dance moves and it's like 95 degrees and 99 percent humidity that summer i lost 15 pounds so it was like the best diet ever but i'm telling you what that that was tough that's a gig i would not probably be able to take on at this point in my life but uh, it was cool to be part of that sports team when they played at Bethel Park uh, Stadium. That's when I was the Riverhound. I'm missing Pittsburgh. And you know what I used to love to go? It's the Church Brewery and also the strip. Oh, dinner. Church Brewworks. Yeah, <gasps> absolutely. I mean, just some of their selection there. I was just going to say, too, another thing that we're really known for are craft breweries and different distilleries. There's one called, I don't know if it was here when you you lived here, but it's a Wiggle. It's a specific, oh, yeah. uh, it's a whiskey. Uh-huh. So if someone loves that kind of, of alcohol, they, they make it there and they do the history and the tour and you could do a tasting. There's just a lot of cool different offerings like that. And also the film and uh, theater scene here is really thriving. There are so many little entities. Like I worked with just a fraction of these different um, theaters, both community theaters, ones in Pittsburgh that don't exist anymore, some of them, sadly. But after COVID, some of them weren't able to continue. But also I found that I wanted to do more voiceover work um, as a result of the pandemic, mm -hmm. just because I could do it from here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to know how did you first get into performing? Performing. Wow. A long, long time ago in a land far away, um, there's a place called Butler. I don't know if you remember when you were here. There's a little town north of Pittsburgh called Butler. PA. Yes, Butler. Yeah. Yes. That's where I'm from. The The Bantam Jeep in World War II was first, uh, was first built in Butler. That's what Butler's known for is if you're a Jeep person, that's we'll go to Butler every year for the Jeep Festival. Um, I don't have one. I wish I did. But um, so anyways, that's Butler's claim to fame. And um, so I got my start in, uh, I guess it was second grade or third grade uh, with a production that I auditioned for at Musical Theater Guild. It's called MTG. It's still around. So they still do shows. And it was Oliver. And I was Charlotte. And she's like the 10-year-old kind of British brat that is jealous of Oliver and tries to like lock him away. And basically I had three lines and I had to throw some water on someone's face to like wake them up. And that was the comedic relief. And I had to do it with a British accent. And I think I did okay. Eh, it was all right. <laughs> so that's my first time I ever did 
a musical or a show. And I was so scared to audition. I, I was like, I'm going to not do well here. I don't know if I'm ready for this. But I was also in chorus and loved to like perform we'll say at the grocery store for strangers, uh -huh. <laughs> I would just go up to somebody and start singing and tell them my life story. So my mom said, maybe you should channel that into something that's not like at a public like place telling them where we live and what you know, we yeah. you do. And so um, I decided that I would start to try to audition for things. And uh, I mean, I loved that musical theater guild uh, experience. And so I think I did about 10 or 15 shows between then and when I, well, we'll say after college, because I did come back to Butler for a little bit after college, and then I went back to Pittsburgh after that. But um, there's probably about 15 different local theaters, too, around Pittsburgh that I did various, mostly musicals, because that was my background, was musical uh, theater. Actually, I was going to tell you, you have a strong background in musical theater and voice acting. Yeah. So what are yes. the main differences in preparation when it comes to preparing for a theater role or voice acting role or film role? Three questions. Wow. Okay. So I'll <laughs> say three questions in one. All right. I'll start with musical theater first. So when you prepare for that, you normally prepare a certain amount of bars of music for an audition. It has changed a little bit now. Um, post the we'll say pandemic era with auditioning um it's essentially now you do i think it's like anywhere between 16 and 32 bars of music and essentially it's like a half a page typically but you memorize it and then you have to somehow have accompaniment it used to be that you'd go to the venue where you were auditioning and they would provide an accompanist but nowadays it's like you need to prep i don't play the piano i wish i did um, that's one thing that I would go back and do if I could. But um, I have luckily friends or also individuals that do play music that can do accompaniment if necessary. So I would say to them, I need to just have the basically like the, the harmonies so then I can sing the melody. And then essentially you show up and sometimes they want you to do some choreography. It just depends on what it is. In fact, I'm super excited and I just found out today that I got cast in a music video that's filming at the end of March. It's my first one ever. So I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know that there will be dancing and I guess lip syncing involved because maybe they don't want me there. It's a rapper. I can't rap. <laughs> I can try, but I don't think you want to hear it. <laughs> that would be pretty terrible. <laughs> so I, like I said, I, I did audition through backstage for that. So I was pretty excited to find out that that, that happened because I've gotten out of music. The last time I sang was at my uncle's, um, it, it was his memorial service in Butler. And I sang a song called Song of the Angels. And that's a very emotional piece. It was hard for me to get through that. Um, but I was accompanied by an organist and I got to rehearse with them ahead of time at St. Paul's Cathedral. So that was really, it was difficult just because it was my uncle who was also my godfather. Nice. So that was the last time I performed musically. And I used to do a ton of karaoke before, uh, we'll say before 2020. Um, so I'm going to try to get back into that more. So I, more auditions, more kind of getting out there for musical theater. So that's really the process with that. And sometimes there's callbacks. It just depends. 
Um, and then the next one would be theater. So theater typically, they're looking for specific roles, just like they would be with musical theater, but it's sometimes a little more flexible. Like I've actually been cast in roles before that were initially uh, male roles, but it, it's more, if the, the part didn't really call for that specific gender, it didn't really matter. It's like, maybe this person's just like, a badass or something, you know, and we just need them to be like rough or tough. Cause I, for as friendly as I am, I actually play a pretty good villain and I've been cast as a couple villains lately. And it's fun to be that because it's opposite of what I am, unless I'm really lying to everybody, but <laughs> I don't think I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like something totally different outside of yourself that you can portray someone that maybe it has no real like morals or has no kind of, I don't know, love for their fellow man. Um, yeah. So it's, it's fun to have those kind of roles because they can be very meaty. But, um, you know, I, I think that I, I love auditioning for film roles just because now that's kind of what I've more gravitated towards. So I did a lot of theater up until I met my husband. So he and I met through theater. So I have to say theater is one of my first loves, but Rick is my one and only love mm. of my life. So my husband. Yeah. Uh, I'll start to cry. Um, he, he came to a fundraiser for a um, theater that I was volunteering for it. And uh, he showed up with a friend of his at the time and our common friend who ended up marrying us, Andy Nesky sat us basically together across from each other and our eyes locked and it was like that magic moment. And uh, and he needed a stage manager for a show he was doing. And I didn't, had never stage managed and I wasn't really interested in it, but I was interested in him. <laughs> so I said, I'd like to know more about that. Okay. And so I stage managed for the show and it went really well. It was just a three person show at a theater that's no longer around, it's Apple Hill Playhouse. But um, so Rick and I met at the theater factory fundraiser. And then I did a show with him at Apple Hill and we did like three or four other ones there together. And then uh, we both said we should try and do, do film work because we rehearsed for a couple months at a time. And then it's like two weekends of a show and then it's done. And you do put in a ton of work and effort for that live audience interaction and experience, which is so beautiful and wonderful. But film can be very quick in and out which can also be great with a really busy schedule or with being able to do multiple films at one time. You really can't do multiple theater shows at one time because mm. it's usually Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday matinee, and then rehearsals throughout the week. But a film can be anywhere from table read to multiple rehearsals to no rehearsals. And that's a challenge in film is you basically have to sometimes, if you have no table read or rehearsals, it's on you to learn your lines and to know what your character is going to do in that scene at that time. I'm so curious to know what it's like to work with your spouse on a film or a TV project. Oh, it's a treat. I mean, it really is. Like I say that and, and I don't mean it to sound um, like I'm, I'm making a mockery of it, but sometimes a challenge can be for him and I to make something rehearsed that, that, doesn't appear rehearsed so we can spend as much time as we want to together rehearsing lines or kind of 
putting ideas off of each other. But some of our best work is done spur of the moment. A lot of great actors, um, some of their best takes in a film or, or best scenes are the spontaneous ones or something that, like, for instance, it's not that you want to necessarily say this is a great thing that happened to Leonardo DiCaprio, but when he was doing, um, I'm trying to remember the Western. I, I, I don't know if it was the one with Will Smith or I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't remember. Anyways, uh, yeah, I, I should remember, but it's okay. He's rehearsing and maybe it wasn't with Wilson. I don't know. But he he took his glass and in the take, he was so intense in his character and he's squeezing it and it broke like the glass shattered and he got cut and he kept going. And that take because he was in pain and was delivering this really intense monologue was probably one of the best of his career. And he even said that at the time. He's like, I didn't even feel the pain of what happened to me because it was just like, I don't want to ruin this. I'm just going to keep going. And, and Rick and I have had moments like that. Um, we did a short film in Cleveland that won uh, best film for the 48 hour film project called Lingerism. And um, so he was the husband, um, my husband, imagine that. And then I was the wife, but I was a robot version of his wife. He, what you find out is he actually, killed his wife but then the robot that comes back remembers what he did and so we had to have a take where we do this thing in the pool where i like push him in and go after him and it was one take because you in water especially you only have one take because you're already then you're wet yeah. and uh my whole shin scraped against the side of the pool while the the actual concrete going to the pool because i was about a foot and a half away Okay. But I looked so angry and just so in the moment because I didn't even know what happened. I kind of had a Leonardo DiCaprio moment there. And it was like my character just seemed so angry and wanting to get him. And that and that's basically what I was doing. I was like, ah, mm -hmm. like I'm, so, I'm in pain, but I'm going to get you. <laughs> you know? And it, it turned out being, I think, one of the better parts of, of that project. And you can't rehearse that. Yeah, no. I wish I would have rehearsed it so I didn't do what I did and injure myself but you know it was I was fine and break anything it, it healed so yeah and but I like us when we can be romantic together in a film too and we don't get cast that way a lot maybe it's we're too convincing I don't know but I'd rather have people kind of cast us opposite each other like a happy-go-lucky couple so maybe that'll happen it is perfect when you were playing together a romantic scene it will be yeah. yeah. And he's been acting for 40 years. I mean, he's been actually now longer. Um, I don't, I'm not giving away his age, but like, I think at least 45 years. Wow. Yeah. But he was very young and he did mostly, in fact, theater was his background. Just, just theater. He didn't do musical theater. He did a couple of musicals, maybe like one or two, but he studied theatrical performance at um, St. Vincent. And then I studied Theatrical, well, they, at the time it was theater, but I also studied communication. So I had a, a, a double major, so I did both. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And Stephanie, what are some of the biggest misconceptions people have about the dynamic between actor couples and how do you challenge those stereotypes through your work and personal lives? What I think the stereotype can often be is, um, you know, are they constantly that way together? Like maybe we are really convincing as a couple that's fighting or as a couple that's having a struggle. It is truly acting because we we don't ever spend any more than maybe a few hours being upset with each other before we talk it through. Um, I think that we've, the seven plus years we've been together, we have learned how to like work that out. People have this conception that, hey, if they're so convincing as a couple that's maybe having a fight or, you know, like treating each other terribly, that that's, that. I mean, we're actors, you know, that's not honestly how the relationship is. And we don't ever spend more than a few hours. We, we talk it through um, if we do have some sort of argument or, or disagreement. But what, what I think, too, is the fact that people maybe don't understand that we have a lot of uh, struggles individually when it comes to, you know, there's parts where like you audition for something, you think you nailed it and then you don't get cast or I'll audition for something and get cast and Rick doesn't or vice versa. And I think it's to not um, take it personally. And we both have learned that lesson because sometimes it's like, well, why, why were we not the best people for the part? Okay, that, that, that's our opinion, but it's the casting director or the producers or whoever else is making decisions that decided that. So I, I think that what we've learned together and what a misconception can be is that, you know, oh, he's getting a ton of work or he was on American Rust, you know, on Showtime. And I, I would love to have a credit like that. But I also know that I am 16 years behind him. I, I just gave that away, but it's OK. Yeah. Um, you know that I, I have that time to learn from him and we, we teach each other. We both have a different skill set. Uh, he's amazing at emoting. He's amazing at memorization. His memorization skills, I wish I had like one eighth of it. I'm really good, though, at reading off a teleprompter. So like, for instance, if you put the teleprompter right here, I'll read it. I don't look like I'm reading it. Uh-huh. <laughs> but also, too, you know, he can he has great comedic timing. And eh, that's, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> but then voice acting, I can help him with that because that that's kind of more my wheelhouse. So I think a misconception is that we're also the same person or that we're both in the same kind of package deal. Like when we audition, we always say to a casting director or other people who are involved with the uh, process of casting, hey, uh, we're not like a package deal. You don't have to cast both of us together. Would we love that? And would it be beneficial to you to do that? Yes, casting directors, I'm talking to you. Other people make decisions. You should do this. But if you don't, you yeah. know, again, we we know how to 
and then we help each other. Like if he's doing yeah. a project and I'm not involved, I'll help him with the rehearsals. I'll help him with his self tapes. I'll help him with anything and vice versa. He does that for me. That's so great. And the good thing is that it's no competition. Somebody yes. Earlier on when we both were getting a start, I think both of us, maybe me more specifically, because I'm just competitive by nature. I'm, I'm the youngest child. I always have been like that kind of competitive personality. Uh, he's not as much that way. It's just like if, if he'll audition and just let it go. I'll be like, I wonder when they're going to call me back (laughs) or if they're going to call me back. Um, But we, I think at first, were almost in competition with each other, more more maybe from my perspective. And then I said, this isn't healthy or or helpful. It wasn't doing anything positive. And it wasn't making me feel good about, about things. And it wasn't making me, I don't know. I just, I think that it wasn't beneficial. In reality, I'm also the most competitive one in between my husband <laughs> and I. I'm what's your sign? What when are you Aquarius? Aquarius. I'm a Taurus. Bullheaded uh, and very stubborn. My way or the highway, but I I've I've sort of rid myself of that a little bit too. I've as I've grown older and matured, <laughs> we'll say I've I've tried to not be that way. <laughs> yes. But Aquarius is a great sign. Actually a lot of my really good friends are Aquarius. So a little bit dreamers. No, they are dreamers yeah. or they are always. But there is also that there's a pragmatic side, but there's also the dreamer side. You have both going on. I'm supposedly very grounded. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm on the cusp. I'm not sure about that. Eh. Initially, we'll just say uh, not too much, but now I, I think, it, yeah, that's more my my personality is just kind of try to go with the flow, but also not uh, take things personally like maybe I would before. Mm-hmm. And what is your advice to fellow artists out there who are trying to enter the industry? I would say try as much sort of different area aspects of, of film or theater or music that you can. See what your niche is and what you love and you're passionate about. Like, for instance, I was a producer on like two projects. And although I'm very good with keeping people organized and kind of making sure that things run smoothly, it didn't make me happy or give me joy because in my regular job or my everyday job of real estate and teaching, it's like, you know, you have to do that anyway. So my release is to get to do film and voiceovers and other things. So producing was not fulfilling to me and or pleasurable. And, you know, I might be good at it, but doesn't mean that's what I want to do. Now, what I found that I am good at in the aspect of uh, both filmmaking, music and theater is voiceovers. Because I I did a radio play back in 2014 at the Theater Factory, the same place I met Rick. And it was It's a Wonderful Life, the radio play. And that's where I got to play... Mary Hatch, who was the Donna Reed character uh, in the the original movie opposite Jimmy Stewart. And um, it was a radio play because you heard the dialogue, like we had a script in front of us, but you also saw it. So it was both. It was hearing and then it was or the audio and it was then also the visual. And what made it different or unique was both aspects of it. So I have also like a radio background and I did voiceovers. I, I did a voiceover class in, in after college. 
And I also worked at a, a, a small radio station. It's a YEP overnights uh, when I was in college. But um, I, I always liked the, the kind of voice side of it. And then I thought, well, that's my skill set. So how can I do that and continue to do films? So now I, I apply for a lot of stuff that's um, voiceover only and or maybe it's like an, uh, I'm trying to get into cartoons and or we'll say anything that's like animated. I think that would just be so cool. Like, can I be the voice of your RV? Yes, like, yeah. Move around. <laughs> yeah. Toot, toot. <laughs> voice actors are truly amazing because they have the ability to bring characters to life using only Absolutely. their voice without relying on facial expressions. Oh, yeah. And, and if you don't them. have facial expressions with the, the voice, trust me, people can tell. Because if you're not smiling like, hi, I'm talking to you right now. But if you didn't see my face, you know, and if I'm just like this, well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, you have to go from one to the other. But what's kind of cool is I think when you start to get into any aspect of, of the, we'll say, theater, music, um, film realm, is that you find that it's a lot of the same people, but you get to do different aspects of film for like each project or theater for you know, various directors or people that you get to know and love and you, you tend to stick with them. But I've been working with a lot of different people and I found that, um, you know, there's ones that I really clicked with or that people that I've met through a project that I want to continue to work with because I know that, you know, they're great at what they do and they're also really great to work with because that, that's what you want to do ultimately in the end of the day is trust and really like the people that you yeah. are doing these projects with it and stand behind what they Yeah. what they've done so i'd say for anybody trying to you know get into it just start out with something simple like maybe a short film or maybe a community theater project that's looking for um someone to do um i guess chorus or something that's behind the scenes and then you can work your way up to the the lead roles or to something that's a little more substantial and what is your favorite form of performance and why oh man that's oh. tough I would say right now, what my favorite is, I think it's going to have to be film. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have said that to you probably a couple months back, but I'm, I'm about to do a pretty cool film with, um, it's a collaboration piece between 3BT Productions. Um, I'm doing an upcoming feature film with them in the fall called Max. Um, and then also I did the 48-hour film project in Pittsburgh, the horror version, a couple months back. But um, I'm about to do with them in Red Slate, and it's um, called The Art of Dying Forever. And it's a time travel, we'll say, drama slash apocalyptic vibe. And the character is pretty cut and dry, but she's, she's complex for a couple reasons. And I can't wait to bring her to life. So I'll have to say right now, film is going to be what I pick. <laughs> Great. I hope I can start seeing you in many films and I'm sure our listeners also will be curious to see you in action. And <laughs> are you currently working on anything new? There, there's another project too that I can talk about that, that I'm excited for. So I had recently, um, I, I talked about the music video that I'm going to be doing. That's kind of exciting. But there was another one, a good friend of mine, 
put together, this was in 2021, but now it's finally going to be out. It's a Star Wars fan film. And it comes out in May, hopefully May the 4th, because May the 4th be with you. Um, and it's called The Fallen Apprentice. And I play Master Eleanor Aranda. I'm a Jedi master that ends up coming in, into the um, what's going on on the, we'll say, the planet where the, all the conflict is occurring. And I come in and sort of um, make myself known and make sure that they know that I'm not going to be messing around. <laughs> I don't get any favor battles, unfortunately. Spoiler alert, but maybe next time. But the director of that, Darrell Fully, who also... Um, he wrote it and he directed it. Um, he's a huge Star Wars guy. He uh, had me voice a couple of podcasts for him too that he does on YouTube. But uh, he's doing um, a film that's very emotional. It's sort of the opposite of, of what he does with the Star Wars thing, but it's called Until We Meet Again. And my my husband and I are both in that project and that's coming up um, pretty soon here. Yeah, so we have a pretty important scene together. So I'm looking forward to that. So that, that'll that be coming up. And then, like I said, the Max film is coming up as well, or probably more like summer and fall. But I play Juliet, and I am, we'll say Max's surrogate mom, as well as uh, sort of confidant and someone that is his uh, benefactor and keeper. And I want to make sure that he's safe. And there's some pretty emotional scenes between us. But then there's also... Some fight scenes. I, I don't really get to do a lot in those fight scenes, but I'm excited because it's involving witchcraft and and good good versus evil. And let's just say I, I'm on the I'm on the good side of the spectrum. Okay, so good. that that'll be nice for that. So <laughs> yeah, didn't get on the villain side. <laughs> it's all right, but that'll be coming up too. So just a couple of things that, like I said, I want to highlight. See what guys are doing. Great things together. So, Stephanie, you participated in the movie A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Absolutely. So it was probably one of the coolest experiences, just, just because I don't think that any of us were necessarily prepared for Tom Hanks to walk into the scene. We knew that it would be happening eventually, but we also didn't know what was happening in the scene until like they, the director told us. So uh, we get there and they built this amazing set that just was like a replica of the uh, row houses neighborhood where Tom Hanks and, and the neighbors lived. And so we come into there and I'm standing in the doorway and they're saying, well, this is a baby shower. So they have all these like amazing treats for us. Um, they had like nachos and empanadas and, and just amazing, cool things at the shower. And then next thing I know, I look over and it's like Tom Hanks is walking in. He goes, hi. And I said, hi. <laughs> How do you respond to that? I mean, he was probably like two feet from me. You know, I could touch him, but I, I didn't because <laughs> then mm -hmm. I would probably never be allowed back on any set. And then um, so we're rehearsing it and whatever. And then they say, well, you're going to all run around the table and then be next to the um, the family. And then the baby's name is Marco. So the baby Marco. And it was cute. They had like this, this stand in baby, which was not a real baby. Which So like she's holding the fake baby. And then the stand ins are there. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know. Tom Hanks stand in is gone and he's there. And so we all have to act surprised. Like who, who is this guy? Like we say, hi Otto. And then the baby's name and 
so the way it all went down was just so cool because in between takes, he was talking to me about where I'm from and, you know, Butler. And I even said to him, oh, you know, like where the Bantam Jeep was made. <laughs> Probably he didn't even care to hear that, but I told him. It's like, hi, I'm on Jeopardy. I'm going to tell you some trivia. And then we did. He wanted to know how long I've been acting. And I made some like comment about I've been misbehaving since I was born. But I said, I've been acting since I was 10. And he said, well, keep keep it up. You know, he was genuinely nice to everybody on that set. He was not at all like uh, he didn't have an ego. He wasn't like I'm here and I'm better than everybody. He genuinely like cared about everybody that was there. And it was a small group of us. I think there were like, like 10 extras and maybe like five or six core actors and a lot of crew. I mean, there was like probably 25 people on the crew, if not more. But the way the scene turned out, it's it's cool. It's 30 seconds. Well, I mean, that I, I'm a part of and you kind of see me coming around the table and then laughing. You do hear an audible laugh from me, which... I hope that was okay. <laughs> I was laughing. Everybody it's else okay. Was. You were there. Yeah. I'm sure they would have told us if we weren't allowed to do that, or that they didn't want to hear me. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, saying the couple lines and, and then that was that, but I'd say that's one of the coolest things I've done like to date, you know, just that I can say maybe years to come. I'll tell, I'll tell people about it. Yeah. Congratulations. And it was a birthday gift. Yes, it was a birthday gift. So April 24th is my birthday. And that's whenever, yeah, we filmed it, which is like just, uh, it was a treat. And honestly, I wasn't expecting it because they said show up at uh, the old Westinghouse, which is in Monroeville. That's, that's, I think, how we got on this topic was talking about Monroeville. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, so we went there and then they said, you know, hey, we're glad that you can spend the day with us. And and it was kind of when things were still like we had to be COVID tested and things were, you still had to wear a mask whenever you weren't, you know, on like on camera. And that was fine. But I mean, everybody was really great to each other. And, um, you know, I, I got to pick out my own wardrobe too. I was like, I love this green sweater. I'm wearing, I mean, this green, not this green sweater, but I, I wear green sweaters all the time, I guess, because green's my favorite color. But this one looks really cool, but my hair is much longer in it too. So when you see me, it's like down to here. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, that's me. Same yeah. face, different hair. <laughs> Stephanie, is there a message you would like to leave our listeners today? I think I'd like to leave the message that art is so important in the world, no matter what art that you're making, whether it be you're a writer, you're making films, you are part of a theatrical production, just know that art is what keeps people sort of, I think it holds our societies together in a very complicated and sort of tough world where sometimes love and sort of not um, treating people with respect is easier to sort of do than not. Um, I think that what we need to find is that this all commonly unites us as humans and everything you do as an artist is valid and important, whether it be you're in a multi-million dollar Hollywood project or you're painting something and kids at the school say, this painting is really cool. Thank you for showing me your art like that. It's all important and it all it all unites us and it's all beautiful. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm almost crying now. Don't cry. I swear to God. That's not what I wanted you to do. I mean, this is our, what we're doing right now, you know, telling people 
stories and, and hopefully inspiring people to maybe try something that they've never done in theater, film, or art. Um, that, that's what I hope for. Art, it's everywhere. When you see a gorgeous painting or when you see something that, even street art, I think that some of the coolest art in Pittsburgh, I, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about what makes Pittsburgh unique, is like Bloomfield and some of those other neighborhoods have gorgeous murals on the sides of of buildings. And some of them are so well done. Like you you truly think that you're in that scene or you're in that art. Um, and some are also heartbreaking. Like, you know, for instance, uh, Mac Miller, you know, there there's the um, mural done of him in his neighborhood. And it really looks like him and it's like a heartfelt moment. So, you know, Art, art inspires and it also, um, it, it brings about emotion. Yes. Thank you, Stephanie. And keep shining and <laughs> thank you. this beautiful energy. I'm looking forward also to talking to your husband, Rick. Yes, Rick and Dutrow. Thanks for having me on the RV. It was a good trip. <laughs> of course. And where can we find you online, Stephanie? Sure. You can find me. Let's see here. The Instagram would be the official Stephanie Swift. And that's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E. I always say pH balanced for a woman, Stephanie, yes. with the pH. And then Swift, S-W-I-F-T, no relation to Taylor. So the official Stephanie Swift. And then Facebook is Stephanie Swift. And let's see here. YouTube is, I think it's Oh, geez. Stephanie Swift 557. I don't know why I even know that, but I think it's something like that. But you'll see my icon. It's my face. So you'll know it's me. So please subscribe. And then um, pretty much all social media like uh, IMDB is different. It's Stephanie Swift. The third, I guess there's two other Stephanie Swifts. I'm the third one to be on IMDB. So I'm one, two, three. Okay. Fabulous. So Stephanie, we are already connected on social media and I want our listeners also know that you will be featured in the RV magazine, the Relatable Voice magazine in March and they will be able to see your pictures, to read a little bit more about you and see your social media as well. And thank you so Wonderful. much much with thank you have a have a blessed night and it was a joy to talk to you thank you so much thank you it's been my pleasure if you enjoyed this episode be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted please rate this podcast and share it with your friends thank you for listening And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.